Gospel Truth Life Exposition. My name is Devon. Today I just want to reflect uh, upon the coming year 2022 and I want to talk about what is on my heart concerning this coming year. I remember back uh, when I was a child, when we were kids, I grew up in the ghetto and the 31st of December would stay up up until midnight and then we'll do our countdown to the new year and then when we are counting down we would go outside like it was almost a coordinated thing but nobody really told the kids to do that so the kids in my neighborhood would come out and when it's midnight uh, a minute a second after midnight and it's the new year would go around making a lot of noise and sh- shouting happy new year now, in my neighborhood, the municipality, the council back then used to give these metal trash cans. So there were metal trash cans in my neighborhood. So what we would do is we would go out and using any kind of tool or anything that would lay our hands on, whether it could be a crowbar or a piece of wire or a cricket bed, whatever piece of wood, would go around. Uh, hitting these metal trash cans. They would make a loud noise or go around just smashing them and making noise and hitting them, getting into people's yards, grabbing these metal um, uh, trash cans and hitting them and just making a lot of noise. Up to now, I, I really don't know what why we used to do that. It was almost like a New Year's tradition. Every year, year after year, we'd go out and make terrible noise, smashing trash cans. And these trash cans were pretty tough. I mean, the only thing that we managed to do to them, other than making noise, was just maybe a few dents, uh, a few dents that were not really uh, anything. The people in the neighborhood, they knew that we we did that every year, but nobody hid their trash cans. (laughs) Come 31st of December, nobody would hide their trash cans. But the following day, the adults and all the parents will be like making so much a big deal out of it. You made too much noise. You smashed my trash cans. You get a children. You're up to nothing. You're up to no good. But come 31st of December, they would still have their trash can outside. (laughs) I want to read a scripture in Jeremiah 29 verse 11. This is the scripture that I'm going to focus on. Uh, during this presentation. The Bible says in Jeremiah 29 verse 11, For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. I know a lot of us, um, 31st of December, the evening, uh, a lot of us plan a lot of things. Some people plan to go to church to kind of pray and just be in the presence of God and, and, and just enjoy the presence of God and to prepare getting into the coming year. Uh, some people are going to drink with their friends and families and get drunk. Uh, some people are going to try to find somebody uh, to kiss. Some families are just going to be together watching a movie. There are traditions that a lot of us follow uh, as we get into the new year. 
uh, one of the traditions that we have, a lot of us, is to set New Year resolutions. We have goals and plans and things that we set and write and we're going to achieve uh, and all of that. A lot of times when we move from year to year, uh, 31st of December, we, we come up with a list of resolutions. The following year, 31st of December, very few of us go back to reflect upon uh, that year and to reflect upon that list and actually uh, look at uh, what what did I achieve or what happened or what was successful or what was fulfilled in that year. We just almost forget it and we write a new list for the following year. Year after year, the same tradition, different resolutions after different resolutions. Nobody is going back to evaluate and to look at what happened to last year's resolution, but you just come up with a list. It's almost like these parents in my neighborhood that on the 1st of January, they are complaining about the noise that we did. But on the 31st of December the, the uh, that year, they are leaving their trash cans outside for us to smash and make noise. Year after year. Nobody is saying, well, Today, tonight is the night that those kids will come and make noise. I have to hide my trash can. We pray. Uh, a lot of us will go to church. We pray and we, we wait for, for, for these teachers, for these men and women of God to make pronunciations about the year. And we, 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 we run with those pronunciations for a few days. Uh, there are traditions of maybe 10 days of prayer and fastings, 21 days of prayer and fastings in January, 30 days of prayer and fastings. But it's it's almost sort of uh, uh, as we approach the middle of the year or the end of the year, we, we even forget like we even forget what those res resolutions and declarations were. And nobody goes back to say uh, uh, this pastor or whatever you call them, uh, they made a declaration that this year was a year of such and such. We, 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 we look for, for these things. They said this year was a year of such and such. On 31st of December, nobody goes back to evaluate if such and such actually came to pass in their lives. We're just part of a group. We don't even know why we're doing it, but we do it every year. Just like these kids that are going out into the neighborhood, smashing trash cans. Even today, if you ask me, what was the purpose other than vandalizing other people's property? What was the purpose of doing that? I can't even tell you. A lot of us, if I sit down with you today on the 31st of December and ask you what happened to the resolutions that you set last year for this year? What happened to that word that uh, uh, motivated you, encouraged you and pushed you for the whole of January? What happened to it? You said it was a year of so-and-so. Uh, it was a year of such and such. What happened to that? Uh, very few people can, can answer. But this year, I want to encourage you and come to you and say, why don't you do it differently this year? You know, the most difficult prayer to make for a lot of Christians, me involved, and I know a lot of you out there will agree with you or testify with me on this. One of the most difficult prayers to make or the most difficult words to utter in prayer are the following phrase. Let your will be done. <laughs> Let your will be done. How many of us confidently, with faith, no doubt in their minds, can pray, let your will be done, and be satisfied and close the prayer? 
and believe that the will of God will be done. It is a very difficult prayer to make. It is a very difficult phrase. These are very difficult words to utter in prayer because of our sinful nature. Our sinful nature does not and is not readily willing to to surrender to the will of God. We are not... We, we, we don't want to willingly surrender to the will of God. We feel like we have to do something to help God. We feel like we have to take certain actions. We feel like God alone in himself acting cannot accomplish what is good for us. So we feel like we need to help God. So we, we pray that prayer with hesitancy. We don't boldly proclaim before God and say, God, let your will be done and actually believe it and actually want the will of God to be done. We feel we have to do something to help God. We are afraid of the fact that or the possibility that the will of God might not completely align to what we're asking for. We are deep down inside of us when we say, let your will be done, or, or the hesitancy for us to pray that prayer, or even the absence of it, like absent, totally absent in our prayers, is because we, we, we have a fear that what if the will of God is completely opposite to what I'm asking for? What if God comes to me and says, no, this is not my will for you? Some of us, we are... The reason why we don't make this prayer or we're hesitant to, to, to utter this phrase, let your will be done, is because we're selfish. For example, I'll give an extreme example. When praying for a sick relative, sick relative, we're praying for that person and we're praying for healing. And we, we, we think we have so much faith. We, we, we see that as so much faith to pray that they be healed and we proclaim words and scriptures and all of that but we very rarely say let your will be done because deep down in, deep down inside of us we think what if the will of god is to take that brother to take that saint to take that relative to glory but we still want them with us even personally hezekiah did this the, the, this same thing when he got sick he he turned around and asked god to heal him he did not consult what the will of God was with him. And we know the result of his life, that he, uh, uh, the extra years that he was given by God re, uh, resulted in the, in, the, in the capture and the defeat of the kingdom. One of the reasons why we don't pray this prayer uh, with confidence, with, with belief, is that we are not confident that the will of God, we're not confident that God's plan for us is good and is perfect for us. We have an inherent fear, an inside fear that what if God's plan is not good? Like we see God as somebody who is against us, who is ready to punish us because of our sins and how we have been conducting ourselves. We see God as a God who is ready to to, to reign justice in judgment upon us we see god as a god who takes away as a god who does not um, want us to enjoy the luxuries of life we, we we have this notion of a god who doesn't want us to prosper or to be rich or to be in good health or to be happy to to to, to have enjoyable marriages and successful and fruitful relationships 
uh, businesses. So we, we are afraid that God will take from us. That is why most of us at this time of the year, we are going to church tonight. We will be praying the whole of January or the first 10 days, whatever your tradition is. But most of us, we are coming up with a list first. And then we are presenting that list to God. And that list, we call it New Year's resolution. So we are coming up with a list. We come up with a bunch of things that we want to achieve or a bunch of goals. Uh, and we try to make them very flowery, very uh, um, uh, catchy, catchphrases and very flamboyant. And we present them to God and we pray for those things. In other words, we do not have the ability or we are not completely surrendered. We do not have completely surrendered faith that God has our best interest at heart and knows what is best for us. We don't do it the opposite way. The opposite way it will be to go before God in this season, in this time of seeking God for, for the coming year. We don't go to God and pray for his will and seek his will and seek his plan. And then we write it down as we seek God. So instead of going to God with a list this year, I am challenging you to go to God, to search for his will, to search for his plan, and to search for his purpose so that God can give you the list. I don't know why a lot of us want to repeat the traditions that have not worked years and years and years. Years and years and years we went out and smashed those trash cans for no purpose, for no reason. It achieved nothing in our lives. The following day after smashing those trash cans, we're back to poverty. We're walking the streets without any shoes. We're back to selling vegetables on the market. And we are trying to find, to trying to determine, we, we, we don't even know where our next meal is coming from. We do the same thing. We go to God with a list. We have these lists, these flamboyant lists. These lists that, that, that look like they are paired with the promises of God. But it is our desire. It is our will. It is what we, our selfish needs. But this year, I want to challenge you to go before God. Seek the will of God. Seek the plan of God. And then God gives you a list. Whatever glorifies God, whatever pleases God, is always good for us. Whatever glorifies God, whatever it is that pleases Him, how many of us make this prayer? How many of us think that way? That I am going to pray for whatever pleases Him. I am going to pray that in 2022, I do whatever glorifies God. He is going to tell me what glorifies Him. He is going to tell me what pleases Him concerning my life. He is going to give me the list. I am going to seek him and he's going to give me the list. Very few of us do that. We think we're in charge. We think we're in control. We think we know what is best for us. Oh, what, what a, a very depraved level of selfishness. We think we know ourselves better than God. We think we are in charge of our lives better than God. We think we can determine and bring forth Better outcomes in our lives than God. What a boatload of totally depraved selfishness. If 2020 and 2021 has taught us anything, 
even looking at the pandemic, if 2020 and 2021 has taught us anything, it has taught us that it taught us that we are not in control. We are not in charge. We have no idea what is going on. We have no idea why it is going on. We have no idea how it is going on. We have no idea when it is going on. We have no idea where it is going on. And we don't know how to stop it and we don't know how to change it. If 2020 and 2021 has taught us anything, is it has taught us that we are people of fear, we are people that are afraid. We are not in charge. We are not in control. We don't have a handle on this thing. So we are not in charge of our lives. We are not in control of our lives. The circumstances of our lives are governed by a sovereign God. And that sovereign God has a plan and a purpose and a will for our lives. He says, for I know the plans I have for you. We are so afraid. And even politicians and people of science and people of authority would try to tell us that they know what is going on and they are in control. But we have seen the evidence is, 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 is upon us. It is so vast. The evidence is everywhere. Nobody knows what is going on. Nobody is in charge. I remember when President Joe Biden was making uh, electoral promises uh, during his campaign and, and, and upon inauguration. He said he was going to make sure that the United States of America gets COVID-19 under control. And I was reading a headline today. Uh, the Secretary General of the World Health Organization was saying he is confident. <laughs> he is confident that we will get a handle on COVID-19 in 2022. We're living in a world where men and women think they're in control, they're in charge. Today, I compared the statistics when President Joe Biden made that promise. When he was inaugurated on the 20th, 20th of uh, January 2021, the deaths in America, COVID-19 related deaths, were around 396,000, somewhere there. But to date, 11 months later, they've almost doubled. They are around 820,000. <laughs> almost doubled when we have had all the vaccines and all the protocols and all the shutdowns and everything, everything that makes us feel like we're in charge and we're in control. I'm not trying to take a dig out of these men. These are men and women that are trying to make every effort to, 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 to make sure that this pandemic doesn't spread and doesn't continue to kill people. I wouldn't have made better decisions if I was in their shoes. I would have probably made worse decisions. But what I'm trying to preach to you is we are not in charge. We are not in control. We have no idea what is going on at a macro level and at a micro level. That is why we are so afraid. But the Bible tells us and the Bible promises us in Psalm 46 verse 7 and the same sentence is repeated in verse 11. He says, the Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our refuge. If we go to seek God for his plan and his purposes, we have no reason to be afraid of anything because we know that the Lord of hosts is with us. If God gives you the list, if God gives you the resolutions, you have no doubt in your mind. You have no reason to doubt. You have no reason to be afraid because you know the God who gave you that list is with you. The God who gave you that list is your refuge. 
God has a plan for you and he knows it. He is not doubtful about his plan. He is not unsure about his plan. He is not experimenting. You and I are not test subjects before God. God is not ignorant of the outcome of his plans. He is not busy out there doing a scenario analysis and busy developing contingencies and plan Bs. No, the plan of God is one and is successful and it is perfect and it is good. God is certain and sure about his plan. The declaration is bold in Jeremiah 29:11. It's a bold declaration. There's no hesitancy. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not harm you. Plans to give you hope and a future. There's no hesitancy in that. God is not a God who is unsure of himself. Though we are not sure of what 2022 holds for us, we are not certain. We are not sure of what our lives are going to be. But we serve a God who is very sure and who is very certain and he declares that he has a plan. Personally, and this is personal, I'm calling this year the year of God's plan. Personally, I'm saying I don't have a list this year. My only plan this year is to be in God's plan. I want to know the will of God and I want to run with what is the will of God for my life. My only plan in 2022 is to be in God's plan, to know and experience God's will, to be where God wants me to be and to do what God wills for me to do. Brothers and sisters, we should surrender to his plans. We should surrender to his desires. We should surrender to his will for us. What God plans for us is good and perfect. What God plans for us is complete. What God plans for us is foolproof. Oh, what a God. He swears by his name. He swears by himself. A mighty sovereign God, a God who brings to pass things that are not as though they were. The God who calls the earth into existence by the power of his word. The creator God, the mighty creator who said, let there be and there was. His plan is foolproof. His plan cannot be altered, cannot be changed, cannot be caused to to, to be unfulfilled. He fulfills his word all by himself. He does not need any help. He does not need any assistance. God is not busy hiring executive assistants. God in himself on his own is able to bring it to pass. Oh, what a mighty God we have. What a merciful God we have. What a beautiful thing, brothers and sisters, to fall right into the plans of God to fall right into the will of God. What a beautiful thing. So I encourage you and I call upon you, instead of making our resolutions about what we are going to do in 2022, instead of making them about what we want, what we desire, what we will accomplish, why don't we make our resolutions about God, what God has already done, what God has already promised, what he wills and what he desires and plans for us. Instead of making our resolutions about us doing, why don't we make our resolutions about God doing? 
God should own should be the only action figure in our lives. He should be the only action figure in our lives. Why don't we say Jesus completely please Jesus please completely take the wheel in 2022. And I've referred to the pandemic and all the chaos and all the the the, the, the conflicting information and and all these things People looking like they're in control and they're not in control. Why don't we surrender to the living God? Why don't we surrender to a merciful God? Why don't we surrender to a gracious God and say, God, take the wheel. We cannot drive this anymore. We have no clue what is going on. We have no idea which direction we should go. We don't even know where we are going. We don't even know where we are. We don't even know what we are doing. Jesus, take the wheel. Let your will be done. What plans do you have for 2022? I'm not against people writing things down and setting goals and, and, and doing things in an orderly fashion. But I'm saying this year, why don't we do it differently this year? Why don't we make it start with God? The Bible says in Proverbs 9 verse 21, Many are the plans in a man's heart, but it is the Lord's purpose that prevails. If the Lord's purpose prevails anywhere, if the Lord's purpose prevails over our plans, why don't we just skip to seeking after God's will and God's plan and God's purpose? The Bible says it. We have many plans. We have lists and lists and lists. And resolutions upon resolutions upon resolutions and goals upon goals and upon goals. We shall do this in 2022. We shall accomplish this in 2022. We shall be in this place. We shall be with those people in 2022. And the Bible says, in all of those many plans that are in our hearts. But it is the Lord's purpose that prevails. So why don't we just skip to the Lord's purpose? Why don't we just skip to seeking after the Lord's purpose, the Lord's plan and the Lord's will so that the plans that are in our heart will be the plans that God has given us, will be the will that God has given us. I encourage you to change the way you do it this year. And I want to pray. I pray for you right now that the will of God may be accomplished and fulfilled in your life in 2022. I pray that you may dwell in the plan of God. I pray that you may dwell in the purpose and the will of God. God bless you.